This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rocket from the podcast. Check out this record. I hope everyone is ready for the big old rocket of rock and roll goodness today. My name is Frank, and with me is a person who needs no introduction, the Sultan of Swat, the yeah. King of Crash, uh-huh. the Colossus of Clout, Mark. Yep, uh, pretty layered intro for a guy who didn't need one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, buddy. I think you made some edits there online, didn't you? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> At least I read them right. Mm-hmm. You can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, and you can see these. I mean, just look at this right here. Yeah, mugging. Beautiful on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you ask, that's a great question. It really is. New episodes, they, uh, they drip from the drop each and every Friday, um, except for if you're listening to this when it comes out, like next Friday, we're gonna we're gonna take a week off. Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Fine. So if you're hearing this for the first time, <laughs> welcome. Uh, yep. This show was just something for us to discuss the records we love, uh, and you know we embark on these new discoveries of bands that perhaps we didn't once pay attention to. Uh, this mark is the belly of the musical beast. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, it really is. Okay, so um, you're definitely going to want to check out our, our verse series where uh, Frank, that's him, uh, and I, that's me, uh, duke it out on behalf of, of two bands on what we like to call Total Stereo Intimidation. <laughs> I'll get your next time gadget. <laughs> Dr. Claw. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Working so on that one. I love it. So while you're checking that out, uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook group. Hopefully these episodes will leave you wanting more of all this musical goodness we have. If you will have a record that you want us to check out, comment where you find us. Uh, so, Mark, you know, I gave you a one-way ticket on uh, the Rocket to the Crypt, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of a follow-up, not really, to our Drive Like Jihu episode in the archives. Um, mm-hmm. Mark, were you thinking that these bands actually might sound more like than they actually did? You know, Frank, I, I wasn't. Uh, I remember uh, you telling me that the two bands sounded like totally different. Uh, and you were dead on with that, that factoid, my friend. The, these are two very different sounding bands. If you liked, like uh, Drive Like Jihud, there's not necessarily uh, given that you're going to like this. Two very different styles, two very different bands. Just one cool songwriter, singer, songwriter. Yeah, and thank you for paying attention when I was saying that last time. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, Mark, there was a time where we were in that faster style punk band, and we I were. came across uh, the Gaslight Anthem, and mm-hmm. we started to blend more rock into that mix. Uh, in an alternate reality, though, if we discovered Rocket from the Crypt first, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we've, we would have had a horn section as well uh, and chased that particular sound, uh, because to me, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a bit of a, a a rare bird frank mm. i don't know if you know that about me you know uh, uh i've always I I uh, had the opinion that uh 
a, a horn section would, would make everything better. Uh, however, uh, mm-hmm. it can be hard enough to find two to six dudes uh, that know how, uh, that know what they're doing um, with the horn uh, and have the free time to be in a band full time, right? Uh, guitar players, drummers, you and me, we're a dime a dozen, man. But, uh, but a good horn section. It's truly hard to find. It's it's pretty cool to see the rock from the crypt that doesn't fall into those cliche uh, plot holes uh, with their horn sections that a lot of ska bands. Do. <laughs> it's really cool, right? Exactly. Uh, so let's talk about the history, right? So singer songwriter sure. John Rees uh, forms both Rocket from the Crypt and Drive Like Jihu at the same time in 1990. Mm. Uh, the vision for Rocket from the Crypt was a punk-inspired rock and roll band. Hmm. Um, the band took its name from the 70s underground punk band who I've never heard of, Rocket from the Tombs. All right, so maybe a band to check out. Okay. Um, in 91, they released their first record, Paint as a Fragrance, and then Rees began to use the pseudonym Speedo. Uh, the rest of the band also adopted monikers, which I will get to shortly. Um, their second album, Circa Now, was released in 92. And at this time, Reese announced that the fans, fans who would get Rocket from the Crypt tattoos would be allowed into the band's shows free for life. Nice. Was, and this led, as you could imagine, to an explosion internationally of Rocket from the Crypt tap, uh, tats, which is pretty yeah. cool. Um, Interscope now took interest in both Rocket from the Crypt and Drive Like Jihu. Mm-hmm. And Rocket, very smart and intelligently, negotiated the ability for the freedom to record vinyl releases for other labels. Pretty smart. Uh, the band's third album, Hot Charity, came out in 95. And in the same year, we get the album that we're going to be talking about now, which is Scream, Dracula Scream, released mm-hmm. on Interscope. And the band was very smart in taking full advantage of the large recording budget. Big thumbs up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the lineup, let's talk about it, is Speedo, which is Ray's, on vocals and guitar. ND, which is Andy... Stamets on guitar, also PDX, Pete Reichart on bass, mm. Apollo 9, Mark Paul O'Burney nice on sax, yep, JC2000, uh, Jason Crane on trumpet, and Atom, A T O M, which is Adam Willard on drums, uh, who you might know that name from now against me. Um, so, Mark, uh, are you ready to get this rock and roll punk party started? Let's do this, FDD. M69. I think I left a D out. F D D D M69. Let's go eat more me. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so the first track, middle. Um one second over one minute as far as the time goes. The song displays the punk side of the band with catchy chants and ripping guitars. Now listen, I'm not stuck in the middle of this song as an intro, Mark. What about you? Absolutely not. I love this intro. Uh, we get the the full gang here on on woe parts, uh, and they they set the album up with this uh, this thing for sure called called energy, and they, they just really bring it. Really, just because like Frank said it right, it's a minute and a second long. We're just basically. It's like a roller coaster. This is that ramp leading up to the first big drop, and all you can do is look at it and go. Oh, shit, man. This is going to be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Track two is Born in 69. It's the first, first single Ayo, from the album. Uh, it received MTV um, and MTV Europe play. Uh, what's cool about this track is we kind of get third wave ska sounding horns, but it's mm. not a ska track at all. Um, 
at all. Uh, has lots of energy. It gets you moving. Uh, so, Mark, I think it's safe to say why others were listening to Summer of 69. You and I will be jamming to Born in 69. Oh, hells to the air, brother. Uh, <laughs> you make a great here about the uh, the use of the horn section, Frank. Uh, they aren't just kind of filling out the sound and they're not doing like a reggae thing, right? They have distinct parts and serve to push the band's tone further and further um, than you could have expected coming out of uh, or coming into, excuse me, a record like this blind. You, you definitely don't see it coming. Uh, and on top of that, the whole band is just rocking the fuck out. The song rules, dude. Yeah. 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 Track three on a rope, on a on rope, rope gun, hanging on a rope. rope. This is the third single from the album. Yeah. Uh, this was also the highest charting single, peaking at number 12 on the UK singles chart. Of course, overseas, cool. these guys are liked more. What a shock, right? <laughs> Mark, the song just gets catchier with each listen. And I love that you can pick up the little bits and pieces of it with each listen. Uh, Ree screaming his heart out on that middle eight of the song. Uh, is just pure awesomeness. Uh, Mark, you hanging on a rope, my friend. Oh, man, I, not for this song. I, I am here for the song. Uh, it's just <laughs> absolutely killer. I love that they uh, had the balls to release this one as a single. Uh, that catchy hook of on a rope, on a rope, got me hanging on a rope, paired with those really personal lyrics about sticking in a relationship because uh, he feels trapped. Um, just a great song, really yeah. moving number, and again, just so ballsy to release this as a single. Yeah, totally. Track four, Young Livers. This is actually the second single from the record, uh, and one of my personal faves. Uh, this is really a beautiful blend of early rock and roll sound, uh, the horns, and and all the kind of the punk energy and the guitars. So unique for a band at this time to really be incorporating all of that into their sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I recall. If I recall, uh, everyone in the mainstream was really kind of one style of a band. Um, and so to have them even be courted by Interscope and just getting play with all this really you know, collaboration of, of, of musical effort, so to speak, is pretty cool. So, Mark, I love the song. What say you? Uh, dude, uh, dude, uh, <laughs> on my first spin of the album, this was a song where I, I knew there was so much more. Uh, to this band than just the the surface level uh, of right. what you get from the songwriting. Um, it's got this really full chorus with the the rest of the song balancing with these killer lyrics um, that all feel like you're reading straight from this dude's like personal journey, uh, journal, yeah. excuse me. It's, it's just a really killer song, really great songwriting. Um, I, I Yeah, it's again, as soon yeah. as this one goes on, you go, whoa yeah. there there's some something really cool here yeah absolutely track five is dropout a uh, full-fledged power on these guitars here um Ree's really made a name for himself as the guitarist in drive like g who uh, but here he kind of peels it back but again lets the guitars take over but not uh, but in something totally different than he did like in Drive Like G-Who, uh, which is you know being in two bands simultaneously now thinking about it and kind of writing different style music is is no easy uh task chalk it up mark to another musician uh that we kind of recently dived into more that nearly doesn't get enough credit Dude, th- this guitar tone is absolutely killer the the horns are on full blast the drums are pumping and, and his scream could could peel the flesh off your skeleton if yeah. you crank it up loud enough uh just an absolutely bombastic rocker uh great tune 
and really to your point it's amazing the diversity not just between the two bands between the songs on this album really really cool stuff absolutely track six used nice and jangly guitar work here uh the the chorus is really a climax of sorts of uh the kind of the first buildup and Mm -hmm. reese i think really found some nice melody here to give us uh a little 50s early 60s vibe to it that almost reminds you mark right of another band you said yeah thanks for setting that up for me buddy (laughs) um i must have guessed like four bands i thought this reminded me of before i realized that fake problems uh, <laughs> clearly stole uh, rocket from the crypts lunch here. Just soups to nuts. Just stole the whole thing. Um, I love this old school stripped down vibe, man. It just a, a, a great track. I'm more upset with myself for just finding out uh, that fake problems kind of stole this. than <laughs> I am at them for, for having done it. Cause I mean, like they did this one song for three albums yeah, they and did, I listened yeah. to all of those way before I listened to this. And I'm just I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, in fairness, they were also kind of considered locals being from the same state as us. So maybe they were. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to make it be a little bit better for us. <laughs> Track seven, Ball Lightning, um, mm. more third wave ska sounding horns, but it's not a ska song. Of course, it's another rocker. Um, mm. More building upon that old style with early rock. I'm talking black shirts, black jeans, sound with a modern twist. Uh, Mark, how's your ball of lightning doing nowadays? You know, I, I took it to the doctor the other day, Frank, and after mm. some uncomfortable moments of turning my head and coughing, <laughs> uh, they're going to uh, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you know another great hook. The guitar work here is absolutely rad. Um, and to your point, these horns are being used so well, and they add so much texture and depth to this band um, that I understand why people aren't calling them a ska band. Right, right, because ska kind of has a a narrowing. Um, connotation to it of what the what they can sound like and they'd use that horn section for so much more than uh faking a reggae beat you know yeah. like and i'm not trying to diss ska bands but no like, no because we love but like but that's that's the connotation right and like right rocket from the crypt is not doing that by any stretch At of the all. imagination and they're really doing their own thing it's not even like a punk ska thing where you're like oh it's just horns blasting no no they're really using them very smartly very um very wise here really cool stuff yeah absolutely track eight fat lip thankfully not some 41 song of the same name some drive like g who influenced sneaks in here which i'm sure again was challenging when you're in two bands at the same time and contributing the writing at both uh, i'm digging this rocking tune uh mark what about you how's your lip doing thin and made for smooching frank oh hey yeah uh, one of the things i like about this album uh, is again stylistically they move around right we're not getting 12 songs that sound totally the same sure there are these moments uh that have the band's kind of course sound and style to them sure but they manage to mix it up with numbers like this uh used um which which is great because these tracks keep the album from becoming homogenous and yeah. right and, and this thing's got a lot of spice it's got a lot of style i dig that they're they're really mixing it up here and going with that faster harder number absolutely Track nine, Suit City. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice, crunchy riffs, followed by a very catchy melody. It's funny, as I was listening to this, I was blending in Phil Collins' Suit Studio into Suit City, just 
because of the name associations. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Mark, have you ever been to Suit City? And if so, how's the food there? Uh, you may be surprised, mm-hmm. but they eat a lot of starch <laughs> in Suit City. You know uh, what I love besides good starches is mm. this tempo, right? Yeah. The energy here is so in your face that you can't help but move uh, to this. I, I want to call it a punk number. It really has that energy and that aggression in a way. Yeah. Really cool song. Yeah, absolutely. Track 10, Heater Hands. Um, We have some lyrics here. You're talking to a witness of broken fingers. Wow. Mm. I thought thought that was a clever line to start off a song called Heater Hands. Uh, And what is just another loud and roaring rocker? Mark, how are your heater hands? You know what they say, Frank. Uh, If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Oh, uh, so hopefully someday uh, I'll be tough. There you uh, go. I love this tempo change coming out of Suit City. Still upbeat, but not nearly as fast yet. Really, really powerful number. Uh, I bet this song rocks the fuck out live. I would yeah. love to hear this song live. Hey, hell yeah. Track 11, Miss Beaton. Uh, I would love to be a fly on the wall during the creation of this song like this because it brings in so much in the way of what we like in traditional rock and roll with harmonies, horns, and energy. Uh, it's almost even hard to place an error on a song like this. Uh, Mark, hopefully you're not feeling Miss Beaton from listening to this record, my friend. No, uh, this was uh, the beating I had come for and, and really <laughs> hoped for, Frank. Uh, to me, this uh, has a ton of like that kind of 60s vibe, especially uh, that line about lipsticks and peppermint. Yes. Sticks. Yeah. Um, they really drop into it pretty heavy. And I don't know if maybe I've just got a little um, PTSD from Question Mark and the Mysterians. Uh, <laughs> but the vibe here just just wasn't hitting for me. Uh, this to me is a low light of the right, album. Right. Um, I'm, I might be a step too far outside of the box at this point, just from that PTSD, because this did remind me so much of that kind of, um, I don't want to say nonsensical, but like erratic 60s kind of pop thing with a little you. little heavier rock and roll on it. So it was, it was, a, it was a tough number for me. There you go. Well, track 12, though, is Come See, Come Saw. Uh, get a nice bass intro, really, to wet our whistles, and then Rees and company take it from there. Uh, he does a really good job with allowing, once again, the guitar during the verses to almost com- compete, uh, complete his voice. Um, so it doesn't take away anything from it, but also forces you to take notice. Mark, what see, what say you? Mm. <laughs> uh, man that's an absolutely killer <laughs> song uh it feels half like being shot out of a cannon and half uh, a bird gracefully just floating <laughs> in just absolutely killer use of the horns and and to your point uh the way they blend the guitar and reese's voice just really really cool stuff great number i really love that song nice Track 13, Salt Future. Um, we are the wanted from yesterday's wreckage. Uh, Salt's future rising from Salt Lake. I'm thinking this is a confidence booster to those maybe who may be salty or perhaps a little wounded. Uh, Mark, how's your sodium chloride intake nowadays? I'm trying to keep it in check. So uh, <laughs> not retaining too much water. I do tend to retain quite a bit of water. Uh, you know, I thought the song was about uh, homemade race cars driving down the salt flats. Oh, could be that too. Um, I got kind of that hot rod uh, vibe to it. I mean, it was just a cool 
track. I mean, it definitely, definitely had some, some motivational feels to it. I see where you got that. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I love a good, like kind of obvious metaphor of just kind of like that racing and that, that salt flat. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool. Awesome. Awesome. Here's a closer burnt alive. Another mm. interesting track. One of my faves on the album Reese yeah. slows it down here. Scratches his voice here to the point of the, the burning in his vocal cords. I love the pre-chorus with the chorus. And when the horns pick up the tempo only to slow it back down for the chorus, really a great way to end the record. Mark, your thoughts. Oh man. Uh, I, I love this a, as a closer, uh, yeah. Reese takes the opportunity to discuss the impact mm-hmm. of seeing all these really crazy images as, as a young person, right? Like right. the photo of the, the monk, uh, immunizing himself in Vietnam as part of a protest, just sitting there uh, as the flames engulfed yeah. him and, and how seeing that affected him. Uh, reset is um, how these kinds of these images affect all of us. It, it's really powerful in a way that I don't think it, it takes us a while to be able to comprehend. I get why you put this at the end of the album. Oh, yeah. right? This is a, a heavy number. And, and what the hell could you have to sing about after a Nothing. song like this, right? Like, what are you, what are you going to put on after this to like, no, I mean, it has to be heavy. And just, and, and on top of that, like on top of it being a very heavy song, uh, content wise, it's a badass song. Yeah. On top of that. It's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, so this album, it was a success for the band and I'm glad it was. Uh, the yeah. band was in a consistent rotation on the radio and MTV. The band received praise on I'm both so the mainstream, I, I know, and underground at the same time. They headlo- headlined, excuse me, tours of their own and they were supporting acts for Rancid and Soundgarden, which is oh. interesting. The band's live shows including, uh, included uh, holding uh, raffles <laughs> actually during the shows and some fire breathing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, in Europe, a band hosted a, the band hosted a German variety show actually and played <laughs> during children's shows. So it's pretty cool. Um, the band would release actually three more studio records and go inactive from 2005 to 2011 and are technically in that active status since 2013. Now, in 2015, Mark, they released a record with Sonny Vincent, which probably we'll have to cover on another episode. And awesome the record. album is called Vintage Piss, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting record uh, worth your listen. So, uh, Mark, why, why don't you give us your final thoughts and rating on Scream Dracula Scream? Absolutely. That Scream Dracula Scream. Well, I'm screaming. Screaming because I have no idea how I slept on this band and this album so long holy shit this record scratches so many itches for me frank so many just my itchy itchies get scratchy scratches uh it's got big hooks it's got powerful uh and fast punk parts it's got uh full and rich horns and and the songs have real weight and urgency to them uh miss beaten is the one track i didn't connect with and i have to tell you i kind of like that it's here (laughs) Right. It, this isn't a perfect record because perfect records don't really exist. Right. So every once in a while you find a record and a band that j- just feels right on so many levels. And they gave you 11 out of 12 killer tracks. Y- you can be pretty. Oh, forgiving. yeah. A- oh, and yeah. I plan to be frank. No surprise here. I absolutely love this album. I'm finding it as soon as I can on vinyl. Oh, yeah. uh, nine out of 10. Check out this fucking record. 
Yeah, and it's pretty pricey from what we saw, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, I'm going to steal a line from you, Mark, oh. uh, where years ago we were talking about, um, I think it was Gaslight and Blacklist Royals. And I mm-hmm. think you said Gaslight is blue jeans and white T-shirts and Blacklist or black shirts and black jeans or something along that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would add that uh, Rocket from the Crypt or Black bowling shirts and black pants <laughs> with horns and really give the fans one hell of a performance. Um, yep. This band to me falls in that category of how the hell weren't they more popular? Uh, Reese to me really set out to be something special on guitar. And he did that for two bands at the same time. This album rocks from front to back uh, from, from the intro of middle to born 69 to on a rope. Mm-hmm. Young Livers, Ball Lightning, Burnt Alive. This is a perfect mix of rock and roll and punk energy. I love how the vision came to be. Um, so it didn't really it didn't really keep them separate because I really wish that there were more bands like this, right? It's loud, it's it's roaring, it's aggressive, and it's in your face in a good way. Uh, the horn really put this band in another category. It's such a unique thing to do at the time in the 90s when those horns are really reserved for third wave ska bands. So I give this record a healthy eight and a half out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, just great stuff. So Mark, what do you got? What's on well, tap? I, I got to tell you, I, I really like the way you, you sum that up. And, and how on earth do I follow up an album? and you know the only thing i can think of frank is that it's finally time to cover this year's (laughs) hot water music album we're we're gonna do feel the void oh finally get a chance to crack into it i feel like we've we've been building up to something big we both uh spoiler alerts frank and i both really dig this record yeah Uh, i'm really looking forward to just kind of cracking it open and really pulling through those uh, layers of the record love like this. Way love it. Love it. Love it. That, that is awesome. I'm so happy. We both have it on vinyl. Um, yours is, is it orange or green? I forget. A tangerine. Tangerine. Okay. Tangerine. Mine's like a sky blue, but uh, nevertheless, pure awesomeness. And come uh, back in two weeks, folks. We'll show you what they look like. Absolutely. So, Hey, thank you all for listening and spending time with us. Remember, like, subscribe, rate, review, be safe out there. Absolutely. We, we hope you had uh, as much fun rocketing from the crypt as we did. Uh, and as uh, we always like to say, you know, uh, don't forget to call your mom, uh, drink some water and, water. you know, say it with me. Oh, my, my. Oh, hell yes, Frank. Oh, mm-hmm. bye bye. I, I just don't know what I'm going to do without you guys for a week. Oh golly, I'm just gonna it's gonna be so tough, Frank. I don't know how I'm gonna I'm gonna deal without you in my life. That's my mom, right? Is that <laughs> I don't know. I have to call her actually, by the way, now that you mentioned it. Oh yeah, you should call your mom, dude. I and should. hey, make sure you drink some water. I hope.